if you ache for truth, goodness, and beauty, if you're hungry for a Christianity with substance and strength, if you long for a faith that's big and bold and biblical and all about Jesus Christ, if you're inspired by the idea of one church that has spanned 20 centuries, 24 time zones, and two hemispheres, enfolding every race, nation, and language, then you're considering Catholicism. Welcome back to the podcast, or welcome if it's your first visit. If you want to check out the library of episodes, which is topically indexed, go to the website consideringcatholicism.com. You can find all sorts of good stuff there, including videos and even some pictures of the secret compound on the About page. And would you please like and subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or the website? That really helps the algorithms make us more visible to more people online. And if you have a comment or a question that you'd like me to answer on the podcast, you can leave me a comment on the website, or you can write me an email, consideringcatholicism at gmail.com. Okay, let's get started. Just a few days ago, I released a snapshot episode called The End of Ordinary Time. I explained the significance of the Roman Catholic liturgical calendar not just for setting up the scripture readings at Mass or what color vestments the priest is going to wear, but as a way to organize and understand our lives against the drama of God's work of salvation. So go back and take a listen if you haven't heard it. Now, in that episode, we learned that ordinary time is the ordered sequence of weeks outside of the extraordinary seasons of Advent, Christmas, and Eastertide. It represents our journey through this life toward the fulfillment of our hopes, the culmination of our faith at the end of ordered time, when Christ returns and makes all things new. Now, I mentioned that the church has a special feast day to mark the end of ordinary time. So, if Advent reminds us that Christ is coming, then this feast is meant to remind us that, in the words of St. Paul in Philippians chapter 2, God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. This is the feast of Christ the King, which is celebrated on the last Sunday of the liturgical year. The next Sunday after that is the first Sunday of Advent, the first day of the new year. Now, this year, 2023, Christ the King falls on November 26, which is the day after this episode releases. The full name of the feast is the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, or Christ the King for short. A solemnity is the highest ranking, the most solemn of liturgical days. Solemnities celebrate a central mystery of the faith, such as the Trinity or major events in the life of Jesus, like his Annunciation or his Nativity, Christmas, or his Resurrection, Easter. Solemnities also include the gift of the Holy Spirit, Pentecost, or commemorate Mary, Joseph, or John the Baptist. All Saints' Day on November 1st is also a solemnity. 
Solemnities begin with the vigil on the evening before the actual date of the feast. We've talked about that in several episodes. Now, unlike regular feast days, during ordinary time, solemnities replace the celebration of the regular Sunday Mass. So, when you go to Mass that day, it is the solemnity of such and such, and the readings are different than they otherwise would be for that particular week of ordinary time. And solemnities are holy days of obligation when we are required to attend Mass. Now, the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, is not an ancient feast day. In fact, it's less than a hundred years old. And how it came about is an interesting story. By the 1920s, it looked like the world was really going to hell in a handbasket. World War I had torn the old order of nations apart, leaving a generation dead in the mud of northern France. Communist revolutions in Russia, Mexico, and other countries gave rise to violent atheistic dictatorships determined to eradicate Christianity and the Catholic Church on their way to enslaving people to godless state regimes. Atheism and secularism and a new sort of godless science that diminished and exploited the image of God and people swept through the cultures of former Christian nations. For faithful Christians, it felt like a bleak time. So, in 1925, Pope Pius XI issued a kind of papal document called an encyclical, titled Quas Primus, which is Latin for in the first. In it, he addressed the rise of secularism and atheism and warned that attempting to, quote, thrust Jesus Christ and his holy law out of public life would result in continuing discord among people and nations. And so, he declared a new solemnity to remind us that the ideologies, powers, or regimes of this world are nothing compared to the reign of Christ. In this encyclical, Pius XI wrote that Jesus Christ, quote, is very truth, and it is from him that truth must be obediently received by all mankind. Christ is to be adored by angels and men but that to him as man, angels and men are subject and must recognize his empire. Christ has power over all creatures. In these words, Pius XI was echoing what St. Paul declared about Jesus Christ, the God-man, in his epistle to the Colossians. Paul wrote, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile himself to all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Now, the original date for the solemnity of Christ the King was the last Sunday in October to prepare us for the celebration of all saints and all souls because Christ reigns in heaven over the saints. 
But in 1970, Pope Paul VI moved the date a month later to its present place as the last Sunday in ordinary time. His reasoning, which makes sense to me, is that as ordinary time recalls our journey through this life, time itself will come to an end when Christ returns. He is not only the beginning of all things, but the end, the fulfillment, the culmination of all things. So, as we draw near to the end of the liturgical year next week, and we look around at a world in crisis, at a humanity that has lost hope, we remember and declare that whatever happens on this journey through life, our Lord Jesus Christ is, and will always be, King of the Universe. So, enjoy the Feast of Christ the King, the end of ordinary time, and the beginning of Advent. I'll have some special Advent episodes coming up, and also some videos on our YouTube channel about Advent, so go check those out. You can also find them on the website. Now, if you find all of these podcast episodes interesting or worthwhile, and if you found this one interesting and worthwhile, would you buy me a coffee or two or three? I need to stay caffeinated to keep this thing going. There's a link to buy me a coffee in the show notes. Blessings and thanks for listening.